Hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody out there? What's that? Is that? That's Pink Floyd, isn't it? Or the Scissor Sisters, depending on uh, if you like shitty music or not. Hello. I know what you're thinking. Content God. Where have you been all my life? Um, here's the thing, guys. Uh, I'm really bummed out by this corona thing. So, anytime I did a podcast, I just noticed I wasn't really being myself and figured out that it was just talking for two hours about how fucked everything is was really getting to me because we don't really know what's going on. Um, and as a musician, it's pretty much a given that we're uh, we're out until 2021, at least. Um, and even then, things might not be the same again. So talking about that over and over again, three times a week for two hours, was really drilling my brain into a sort of mush. Some sort of uh, just, I want to say like Ghostbusters 2 pink goo, you know that? That was just, and then I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to talk to people about how fucked everything is because it's so boring and everyone's got a podcast now as well, which is fine, but everyone's got a podcast and they just talk about like, oh, when do you think it's going to go back to normal? And no one knows. And so every podcast going is like two hours of people worrying and moaning. I'm like, that's not what I'm about. I'm trying to be funny. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm trying to be uplifting. Maybe, nay, inspiring, right? So uh, I've been racking my brains on it while, you know, in bed at night, we should be sleeping, racking my brains, thinking, what can I do that's a little bit different? going to cheer up the people. We're going to have like a, I'm going to call it a Craigie's antivirus, right? I'm not going to talk about the virus on these podcasts. I might at the beginning bit, like this bit here. But what we're doing, I'm going to do a little series. There'll be other things in between. But I'm going to talk about a band that's in my top five. Because everyone always asks what my top five bands is. Because I'm always just talking about other people's. What we're going to do, we're going to do a band in my top five. Talking about it with someone else who likes that band. So this episode, we're doing... Metallica with Josh from Silosis and Architects. And we're gonna i I'm just gonna talk about Metallica with Josh. And well, I'm sure we're going off on tangents. I'm sure it'll be haha <laughs> real funny. There'll be funny jokes, there'll be japes, there'll be capers. But the grand scheme of things is we're not doing corona. We ain't gonna talk about that. Um I hope you stick around for it. Even if you don't like Metallica, you might learn something. If you're on the fence about Metallica, maybe you'll just like be like, oh, maybe I'll go check out those songs that they're specifically saying because they're very fucking good. Um, I don't know if there's merch. It depends if you're listening to this uh, in the future or there might be some merch left. Or if you're listening to this like in the summer future, there's a summer drop. Uh, www thedownbe.at that was hard to say www.thedownbe.at forward slash shop if you want to go straight to the merch Um, pick something up, that helps I'll continue to do these now I've got a non-depressing angle Um, if if there's no merch and you're desperate to give me money, there's a little donate button everyone that's donated so far, thank you so much everyone that's bought a shirt, thank you so much. If you haven't done either and you're still listening, thank you so much. But maybe it's time you thought about investing in me. Let's do it. The Metallica episode with Josh Middleton on The Downbeat. Josh Middleton, Anthony Joshua. Joshua Tree, Josh, just Joshin. Who's Anthony Joshua? He is a boxer. Boxer. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. How are you? I deliberately didn't catch up with you, so we can do a little uh, bit. Uh, yeah, real, first. real catch up. Yeah, a I'm real, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, just just chilling, you know, just being hot. I've seen you've been streaming. I did. Yeah, I've been trying it out. Um, a stream test on YouTube. I did, yeah, and then uh, I did it the first time, and I accidentally was live when I was just like checking if my mate could like hear uh, the audio. I was like, oh, "Can you just check this?" And then I actually made it public instead of private. And I was like, "Oh well, whoops." So, what are you trying to do with that? What's your intention? Um, 
just you know just 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 do some streaming just whilst the lockdown's on you know play, what, you gonna, play some what, songs guitar? yeah just play some guitar just do some like you know if people like want to know how to play a song they can ask me and i'll go here you go how's this oh <laughs> i'll play it badly fucking are you do, are you just do a twitch though don't do fucking i saw you doing it on youtube just do twitch yeah yeah i might do um get yeah, that matt heathy money yeah, I actually spoke to him recently. He really uh, helped me figure out how to set up, set up the audio and stuff like that. But um, he's, he's very helpful. He has it fucking locked down. He does, yeah. Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. He yeah. must be making fucking serious amount of money because he posts... He doesn't post how much money he's making, but he posts how many subscribers he's got. And I did a rough maths and it was like fucking 40 grand a month. I have no idea. I I didn't ask him, but I mean, yeah, fair play if he does. Fucking yeah. yeah. And Ben, the thing is though, he deserves it because his setup is unbelievable. Well, and he's yeah, he, he's putting the time in. Like he's on there like most days for hours. So it's like no one. He's not forcing people to watch. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think any, is anyone doing that. <laughs> no, that's what I don't. Like know a sort of di- streaming dictatorship. <laughs> you have to watch this. No, but I mean, like, yeah, it's up to yeah. The viewer, isn't it? Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un starting a Twitch, and yeah. everyone has to subscribe on at least tier one, or else you'll be executed. Yeah. Is that a, that's a bad taste joke? Probably. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Corona. I don't know if I've filled you in on what I'm doing with this shit. Is I recorded some podcasts, and then I realised I hated it, and I hated everything I was talking about, and I wasn't being myself, and it was because. It's cripplingly depressing to talk about the unknown. Like, uh, when do you think everything's going back to normal? Oh, I don't know. But, like, no one knows anything. It's bumming me out. So I was like, what can I do? I'll talk to my mates who like a band as much as me or more about that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So we're going to do Metallica. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, I don't really... I've got no plan other than my basic plan was to sort of we'll just start talking about how you got into Metallica because basically Metallica I wanted to start on because little do some people know the downbeat originally started was going to be called and justice for Lars and I was going to do it with you oh yeah and we were just going to talk about how Lars is actually sick yeah for sure sick drummer uh seems I've have I met him no not properly but um seems like just full of banter as well so yeah yeah, and then I realised there's a bit of a ceiling on a podcast which is just about Lars Ulrich. Yeah. So I expanded it, but now we're going back. Maybe we'll just call this one and Justice for Lars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. That's a great That's title. a bit of clickbait as well because people might be like, oh my God, he got Lars. Guess what? I didn't. <laughs> next best thing. The next best thing, Josh. Kid, kid Although Ben from Royal Blood, like, knows Lars really yeah, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, And has, like, his fucking phone number and shit. So I'm going to get Ben on here and then... Get him to call him su- on the subtly, podcast. Yeah, just be like, Oi, do you want to ring Lars? Yeah. <laughs> want to give Lars a ring? Yeah, I'd love to, love to hear that. Fingers it'd be crossed. fucking... It'd be bloody gorgeous, Josh. Yeah, yeah. How did you get into Metallica? Were they the first metal band you got into? Um... They're like one of them. I like. I bought a corn out. No, I bought a corn single. Good God, uh, just because you know they look cool. <laughs> when I was like ten or eleven, whatever. Uh, it was like around yeah. Life is Peach came out. Um, but yeah, no. What I just started. Wait, buying... wait, wait. Corn was the first CD you bought. The no, first metal CD. In terms of like, it was a single. Yeah, so it was Good God single off Life is Peachy. Uh, I can't remember if I bought much before then but yeah i used to i just started buying kerrang when i was a kid when i started playing guitar and i was into like foo fires and raging against the machine and stuff when i was like yeah still in primary school so then just started buying kerrang and then just looking at oh i guess that band looks cool so i'll buy that and then yeah metallica was everywhere at that time obviously always were every time since they started um and yeah i think i just uh must have checked out like until it sleeps or something I was going to say, it must have been like reload time. Yes. Yeah, it was. And, and you flicked through Kerrang! and thought, they look cool. Yeah, yeah. 
But I also like my my older sister, her boyfriend, uh, just I uh, was like, oh, if you like heavy music, you should check out this album. And it was Injustice Rule, and I hadn't really heard that one. Oh, I'd, oh. I'd heard like the Black Album and stuff, and then when I heard Injustice Rule, I was like, oh, that's the one. And I couldn't figure out like what I was like, what guitar effect are they using here? And he was like, that's not an effect. That's layers of guitars harmonizing together. I was like, oh wow. So I bought a four track and started like layering up guitars after I heard that. But yeah, Injustice Rule was like the defining this band is amazing moment for me i was exactly the same although for a second let's let me go off on a tangent for a second i thought you were going to say this there's no reason for you to say this but it would have been so funny you went my older sister's boyfriend and i thought you were going to say beavis (laughs) interesting just been so funny my oldest sister's boyfriend beavis was because <laughs> yeah. he's got the metallica t-shirt hasn't he so i don't know I thought, but i don't know who's who out of that geo what you don't know who's beavis out of beavis and Butthead? no i can't say i ever watched it because i never had like sky or anything as a kid so i wasn't on like beavis has got the metallica t-shirt and the blonde hair right butthead has the acdc t-shirt and the dark hair right well, i guess that's why butthead's butthead. the brunette <laughs> but heads the brunette. Yeah, nice. Um, anyway, so that that's the side. How about you? Though? Side point. How did you get into Metallica? Similar thing, right? I was at school, and funnily enough, there's a be- there's a Beavis and Butthead twist into this. What a fucking segue! The first re- the first time I got into metal was because my friend in primary school, John, he had MTV. And Beavis and Butthead was on it, and obviously because it was a cartoon, but it was for adults, so I'd watch it. And then like the music sort of seeped into my brain, but I didn't know who any of them were. And then on holiday, I bought a bootleg Beavis and Butthead CD, and it didn't have Metallica on it, but it had like Anthrax and Primus and shit like that. Um, and then that was when I sort of started dipping my toe into metal. And then. When I was at school, there was like a school concert in year seven. So that what were you in year seven? Eleven? Twelve? Um nine. What not me- in year seven? Oh what age are you? I thought you said what year would <laughs> right. Yes, okay, year seven, you're like, yeah, eleven, twelve. Yeah. What did you think I meant? Oh, I thought you were saying like I'm two years older than you, but you were like that you were saying but oh. whilst you were in year eleven or twelve, I was like, No, I wasn't I'm not that much older. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right, right. right, yeah. So in year seven, when I was like 11 or 12, it was like a school concert coming up. And uh, my friend Mike was like, we should do this song. And it was For Whom the Bell Tolls. And mm. I'd never heard it before. And I was like, holy, holy fucking shit. The other song was like, I think we did fucking Back in Black and uh, Sweet Child of Mine. And then it was like for a third song, he was like, we should do this song. And I was like, hang on. And I was like fucking a 12-year-old push mosh in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I learned that song badly. And then he ripped me because his dad had like clever clog shit back then. He ripped me and Justice for All and was like, this is the one you want to listen to. And I was like, I was like, Hang on, I think you might have lost the bass from the uh, CD encoding <laughs> rip, ripping pro- process. And he was like, no, my friend, that's that. It's supposed to be there. Or not. Um, and that was it. Nice. Both and um, both heavily into the Injustice for All album. That was that, like the first proper album by them to get into. What a treat. Right, we're not going to start there, though. We're gonna, no? What we're going to do now, we're going to go from Kill Em All up Okay. And I don't really give a fuck about Kill em All, so you might have to do a lot of the Kill em All talking. Would you want like a biography? Uh, <laughs> well, it was really. 1982, gonna... <laughs> and the band um, was it actually 1982? Well, you... I think it came out in 83. I, I'm just I was just going to make something up about them writing and recording, which I don't know People when that might was. Might not either. know this. <laughs> People might not know this, but you have a weird sort of. Party uh, trick. Rain, rain Man party trick, which is when someone says a year, you can tell them what death metal or thrash metal came out of that year. Yeah. Or it's like how you judge how long ago something was. Like, oh, 1994. Yeah. And then you go... Oh, that's when... Not, that's a year after Individual Thought Patterns came out. <laughs> is that what you would do for 94? 
Um, I mean, what, Far Beyond Driven came out then. Was it, to, not Destroy Eyes and Prove, that was 95, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, just, I used to just be a nerd <laughs> over the encyclopedia of just metal release dates. Yeah, I just read all the like inlays of my CDs like, inside out when I was a kid. I mean, there wasn't much else to do then, so. <laughs> all right, kill them. Oh, around the same time that I got into uh, metal, I... Obviously, Ace Ventura came out, yeah, and then Can- Cannibal Corpse on that, and I was just like, "Well, this is just noise. I love it." Yeah. And then back then there was MP3.com, and I downloaded a um, Cannibal Corpse song from there, and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. I can't remember <laughs> what song it was, but I I'd yeah. obviously seen Ace Ventura, but I I, the, I don't remember as a kid like paying much attention to Cannibal Corpse. I heard. Pounded into dust on a, like a Metal Hammer CD, and it was just like, that's insane. Pounding into dust is is the yeah. first track on Bloodthirst, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. It's that's the best one. That's the best album. Yeah. IMO. Colin Richardson production, lovely, lovely. Yeah, it's the first one that actually sounds good. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's that that album hasn't dated production wise, whereas obviously some of the other stuff. Come on, Morris Sound aren't going to come to your house and fucking knock down the door and kill you for saying the other ones didn't sound that good. Yeah, well, no, I'm just saying like Bloodthirst, you can put it on up against like any modern production and it still sounds good. Whereas like the old wait, stuff. Wait a not. minute, this isn't the Cannibal Corpse episode. Sorry, no, we, do you want to do that as well? Right, Metallica, I feel like kill we them all. could. Yeah. Um, Kill Them All anyway I love the Cannibal Corpse Right Kill Them All Is the debut studio album By the American heavy metal band Metallica (laughs) Yeah Right I'm on Wikipedia June No July 25th 1983 How old were you Josh? Not alive (laughs) Yeah I was Minus minus four Yeah Um, I was minus four So I I assume my dad Would have ejaculated For the, the four years Between 1983 And 1987, so I really wasn't in existence. No. My thought pattern there, my individual thought pattern there with Josh was, what would you actually be a minus figure if someone didn't... My dad's going to listen to this, so let's just move on. I doubt it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know much about biology, but... Would you yeah, come no. out old? like ben, Is that how Benjamin Button happened? <laughs> someone just didn't jerk off for like 11 years and then the sperm was already like 80... <laughs> I don't know why I said 80. It would only be 11. <laughs> Maximum, it would only be 11. <laughs> this is mental. Yeah, this I don't, is going I don't well. think it just keeps growing and growing inside you. I think they just die off, don't they? I'd imagine. R. I don't R. know. Anyway, we're talking about Kill Em All. We just keep getting to We get to the album and it stops. Released on the independent record label Megaforce Records. Yeah, you're on Wikipedia. Famously. Yeah. I mean, look, okay, let's just get into it. For me, yeah, I personally don't really dive into Kill Em All that much. I have obviously have listened to it a bunch over over the last twenty years, but for me, like the Holy Trinity is Ride Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All. Like, so like those ones, I'm obsessed with. Obviously, a lot of respect for Kill 'Em All, but when like there's a huge change between that and Ride Lightning and all like that sort of like classically classical and inspired stuff, and like yeah, it's like it's almost like two different bands. It's Andy from Every Time I Die's favourite Metallica album. Kill Em All. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's like, you know, energetic and like kind of more punky and stuff. Um, I feel like Hit the Lights and Seek and Destroy, I'm fucking with those. And that's about it. It's it's just not, um, yeah, it's just like not as dark and, yeah, dark, I guess, as like Ride the Lightning is. And I it's gravitate towards Batman that, that Forever versus Batman versus what, Begins. Dark, big, I would no, say yeah, begins, ba- yeah. I would say Batman Forever is it's not quite Batman and Robin because I'd still watch it. It's Batman <laughs> Forever, and then Ride the Lightning's Batman Begins, and that is when Batman began, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like it's almost like a debut because it's like I'm already having so much more fun than talking about fucking. What do you think's gonna happen with the virus? It's stage diving. <laughs> Didn't know. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that one, but yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, it's like a, it's like its own debut album, right? The Lightning. It's like when they started introducing all like the classical guitar stuff properly and. Right. Okay. Fuck. Kill them all off. 
although the Killamall artwork is sick. Oh, yeah, it's great. I actually got a pair of Killamall socks for my birthday, so... Jealous. Do you want want cool socks? My New Year's resolution was to buy cooler socks (laughs) because I'm no longer in a relationship where a motherfucker would steal my fucking socks every day. So I... I'm going to buy cool socks. Cool, and man, yeah. Metallica, Metallica are on my list for cool socks. Currently, yeah. right now, I'm wearing, like... That stance nice, collab. Um, Moore's Tattoo socks. One of the tattoo artists, Moore's. I um, don't know, is it? They're, they're, it's like, they're just cool socks, but they've like got tattoo shit on them. You know. Imagine, anyway. Imagine if Pusshead well, did socks. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Like classic Metallica socks. Pusshead skulls. doesn't do socks. But if he did, they'd probably be the best socks in the world, Josh. Yeah, I've always said that. Okay. Ride the Lightning is the second studio album by American heavy metal band Metallica. Released on July, they love a July, July 27th, 1984. What, the year? Is that the year after? Did I say 1983 for the other one? Kill them all. Yeah, I think that was 83. Yeah, Yeah, it's a bit of a. One year. Quick turnaround, isn't it? One fucking year. Oh, right. I don't know where to fucking start on this because I feel like Ride the Lightning... Ah, oh, fuck. I feel like Ride the Lightning and Injustice for me, like, flip-flop into which are my favourite. Um, And I only think that's because I overdid Master of Puppets when I was a kid. Yeah, Master, Master of Puppets is great, isn't it? I mean, like, I feel like Master of Puppets is probably, like, the most like solid album front to back and cohesive and like to the point and, to, and I don't know I mean the quality on all of them is great but Master of Puppets to me feels like the most like, we're not I doing puppets yet no we're I doing puppets in a minute okay yeah Sorry. we're doing lightning lightning for anyone that doesn't listen to look at me fucking shortening it to lightning first name terms with a lightning <laughs> um for anyone that doesn't listen to Metallica, but you like hardcore, you need to yeah. listen to Ride the Lightning because it just sounds like a fucking... All your favourite hardcore riffs have been stolen. Yeah. All your favourite hardcore band intros have been stolen from Ride the Lightning. Yeah. I mean, yeah, For Whom the Bell Tolls is... It's got a lot of legs. It's just for, a serious a marsh hardcore. anthem. Yeah, yeah. Um... What the fuck goes on in Fight Fire with Fire with the guitar, Josh? Because I can't ever figure it out. I can't figure out if it's just messy. You know the way it comes in? Dun, 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 dun. I, d- I don't know what you mean. Right, let me get, let me pull it up without ruining. If I can pull this up without it tagging, fucking shazamming. Have you looked how big their heads look in the promo on Apple Music? <laughs> Um, I haven't. They no. look like fucking Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. You look like this is Funko Pop. This is um, I mean, so far it just sounds like I don't like Metallica, but I do. Right, hang on, let's get this up. Right, when it when it kicks in, well, I can't even hum that. You know, after it goes blum 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 blum, all that shit. Yeah. When the drums come in, they don't come in on one. It, like, flips it. The classic switcheroo. I thought you might know what's going on. Because it's like... Yeah, I, off the top of my head, like, I, I can't remember like, what happens there, but... People... Also, you're the worst person to ask, because you thought... I got thought... Rain and Blood wrong, yeah. How did you think Rain and Blood was going? I, I thought the counting was... One, two, three, four. Because it always sounds like the last Tom hit is like the one. So it's like a one, two, three, four. So then for you, it comes in on like the fucking three then? Yeah, it always threw me off. <laughs> That's why it threw me off as a kid. I was like, whoa, what's this time signature shit they're doing? <laughs> That's fucking funny, isn't it? And then like, when the drums come in, you're like, what? Oh. <laughs> I always think that me. with music. Because there's some things that I can't get that are in 4-4 and I just can't get them because I'm hearing the one in the, the weird place. Like, I remember I did like a fucking wedding band and uh, it had a Kings of Leon song in it. I can't remember what fucking Kings of Leon song. Um, and it starts with like... And I was hearing it... And that was my one. And I like, I would fuck it up. 
every time. Oh, yeah, I used and to it get was that. Just, yeah. just a 4-4 indie, and I would be blowing it. It's a bit like when, you know, when people say, like, what if, what if what I see as green, you see as blue, but because everything is blue for you, then we don't notice the difference. Do you know what I mean? But musical, a musical version of that. Yeah. Anyway, let me let me let me slurp my tea. Um, back to the right, back to the back to lightning. Back to seminal. We'll call it the fake the fake debut album because it's not a debut album. No. Um, what's your favourite track? Fire, fire with fire, easy, just like mm. that. It's like one of the best songs by them. It's one of my go-to gym yeah. albums. And and ride the lightning, sick. Especially like the tapping sections, like. Like the solo, so good. Oh, you got trapped under ice. You got creeping death. Yeah, call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu, the first of the uh, Lovecraft references that uh, go through the Metallica. Yeah, maybe just in those three, or did they do another one recently? I think maybe they did another one. They recently. did. Does does um, what's what's the track? Was it three on Puppets though? What's that one? Uh, God, thing that, sh- thing that should not be. Is that not about? Cthulhu. Again, yeah, it's not even just yeah. Lovecraft, it's just Cthulhu. Again, and then I think there's another one. <clears throat> yeah, the new album's got one. I can't remember what it's, the, the song title, but yeah. Yeah, a, I do love a Lovecraft, but sometimes there's casual racism in it, which kind of throws me off. Um, I don't know when the last time you read any H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, I haven't read any, but I have heard that. There's some it's like stuff it's him. early 1900 sci-fi for anyone that doesn't know and it's like way before it's time like cool shit about like cosmic horror and it's real nice real cool like spooky shit and then suddenly the dog in the story will be called the n-word um so i kind of stopped reading it which is a shame and uh, i think if you read into it he was like notoriously racist so right Getting, yeah. getting, imagine getting cancelled like cancelled, nine, yeah. nine, 90 years after you're there. <laughs> yeah, cancelled for sure. It might be the latest cancellation. Yeah, I mean, there should be like a website for it, shouldn't there? Cancelled. Cancelled. Cancelled.com and then have yeah. like, I reckon he would be first. Or like first. an encyclopedia of cancelled. Although Henry VIII maybe might be the first cancelled. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it could go way back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but sorry, yeah. No, I was just thinking about Ride the Lightning again, and just like, just how good that song is. Call of Cthulhu. Oh, Cthulhu. Oh, wait, it's so Ride the Lightning. You probably know more than me. Ride the Lightning is the first one with that producer. What's his name? Fleming. Fleming. Yeah. Where is it? Is that just one name, like Seal no. Fleming. <laughs> uh, Fleming Rasmussen, I think. Uh, and is he Danish? I think. Denmark. Yeah, and he, he did... He used to play before. tennis with Lars' dad. Did he? Is that the nah, story? I made See, that up. This is, I made that oh, up. Oh, I wish you'd just fucking rolled with that. That would have been... Yeah. It doesn't matter what we could talk about. The rest of the podcast would be just done because of that wonderful tip. No. No. Um, but, so he did he did Ride the Lightning Puppets and Unjustice and then they brought him back for something else, didn't they? I don't know if they did anything else with him. And I don't think he mixed Injustice, or I don't know if he mixed any of them, actually. Or if he did all of Justice, or, or if that was recorded in a few different studios. But, but you did know... Did they not bring, it, bring him back? I thought they bring, brought him back to do, like, fucking Death Magnetic or something. No, I think that was Greg Fiddleman. I could be wrong. No, you're always right, and I love how you, like, you always say, no, I think that was... And it's always right. Um... <laughs> Why didn't they just bring him back? I don't know. I mean, I don't know like how active he's been producing. I mean, maybe he has been. Act- I mean, probably is still working. But like in terms of keeping up with modern metal production, uh, uh, the last thing knows? I know that he did. The only other thing that I know that he did was fucking oh, Evil Covenant. Oh yeah, oh he did the Evil first album actually, the UK thrash band. And Covenant, Morbid Angel. They're the only yeah, the only two that I know. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't the Fleming Rasmussen episode. No. But I do want to know if he mixed it. 
he did not mix it. I'm just looking now. Right. I should have this prepared, shouldn't I? Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, right. We're going to go. You got anything else to say about Rather Lightning? Um, I'm like, also trying to condense this down to an hour, so oh, we're yeah, actually yeah. going too, too in-depth. Okay, yeah, cool. All right, puppets then. Lovely. Right, let's take, take me back. Josh, Josh Middleton, when he gets Master of Puppets, how old is he? What, where is he? What's he wearing? What format is it on? Uh, it is on... he skate? Did he skateboard down to his local HMV to yeah. pick it up on Gen- cassette? No, it was CD, but I probably, I definitely skateboarded there. And uh, a- just... any kick flips? Yeah, probably like one. Nice. Uh, but get home quickly. But you don't want to smash the new album up, do you? Nah. So, Did you uh... nail it though? You landed it? Yeah, probably. I kick flipped into the store. Skated up to the M section, paid for it in cash. Wait, you skated up those escalators? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming it was the... Was it the Oracle? No, it would have been Friar Street. No, Oracle was, was there. Yeah, I mean... Is I was, it really? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Probably, oh, yeah. In my, in my head, it's 1986, but no, <laughs> you didn't buy it on release day. No, I didn't. No, I was probably like 14 when I got Master of Puppets. And uh, yeah, no, that right. one's... I remember listening to it at like mates' house parties a lot. And like sanitarium and battery in particular, just yeah, so good. Like the intro to battery is like the best intro ever. Yeah, all it's, that like what's what sort of guitar is that? Like uh, magical. Yeah, in my it, head, I would just magical. say like a magical, the magical scale. It's yeah, it's like a weird sort of chromatic chord progression. It's like on a classical guitar, and. See, that's the thing, like, when people talk about, like, thrash bands, like, that completely separated them. There was loads of people, like, trying to sound like Metallica and ripping them off, but no one was really doing that huge, epic, like, majestic thing they had going on on, like, the start of Battery. Like, that intro is insane. But, like, no one else was really... People were, like, ripping them off, but no one would, like, even bother ripping off, like, the stuff that made them, like, super cool, which is, like, all that yeah. kind of stuff. That's what annoyed me when I tried to find other bands that sounded like Metallica. No yeah. one was doing that bit as well. Exactly, yeah, that's what I, like, I wanted. My next progression from Metallica actually was S&M. I was, when it was like Metallica with an orchestra, I was like, this is fucking sick. I wonder who else has got an orchestra. And then I Googled it and then it came up with Dimmu Borgir and I was yeah. like, okay, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was that. I spent... Uh, a hundred pounds. Oh, I shouldn't say how much I spent because people donate to the podcast and I'm supposed to be buying food with that. But I bought a vintage 1999 Dimmu Borgia t-shirt the other day. Nice. It's tie-dye with the, with the old logo and it has a big pentagram on the back that just says Spiritual Black Dimensions. Crazy. It's, you know, it was way worth it. Um, but if if you donated to the podcast for me to buy beer or food, just let it be known that I, I might have bought that with it. Uh, I regret saying this now. Um, right, so you've kick-flipped out of the shop. You got home. Batteries on. It's blown your fucking socks off. Oh, yeah. S- socks be firmly off. Yeah. Um, is silosis a thing by this point? Or you not got your chops up? Uh, no, yeah, near enough. Like, yeah, probably. I mean, silosis has been a band since I was... What, like, yeah, 14. So, yeah, probably. And, uh, yeah, no, bat- battery, like, playing along to that is what got my chops up, like, for riffing. That's the... Sorry, that was a creaky uh, flip-flop then. Um, yeah, like, that that album is, like, what got my, my playing up to speed on guitar because I just wanted to be able to play along to that. The... Similarly, for me, fucking Master of Puppets... There's a bar of fifteen, sixteen in Master of Puppets. Oh, there's some weird um, stuff going on, isn't there? Don't it? Don't and it? it's yeah, that is a bar of fifteen, sixteen, and that's where I started to sort of learn that stuff didn't need to be in four. I don't really think they knew what they were doing with that, um, but a lot of like my drum students, they'll be like, oh, "I want to learn Master of Puppets," and it's a great, if not difficult, exercise in like weird jutty outy guitar bits for lack of the musical term from a person that has a degree in music um <laughs> yeah it's fucking difficult yeah it's just and odd it's, isn't it and then, like they wouldn't have recorded it to a click i don't think so well obviously not it's just like a feel thing isn't it 
Such a massive drum sound as well. Yeah. Warehouse, I think. Right. Is it really? See, this is why you're on this episode. Or are you making that up as no, well? No, tennis, no. where? Or was it, I suppose it was a tennis courts, was it, Josh? Yeah, in a big indoor tennis courts. No, I, I definitely heard in it. In Daneland. I heard, I heard it was a, a big warehouse. Either that or Ride Lightning, but I think it was Master Puppets. But don't quote me on it. And it's the last Burton album, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. T-R-I-P'd. And he had some pretty... Uh, Sorry, there's a baby making noise there. Um, yeah, no, his his like bass tone was like sick on that. She cried. She's still crying about Cliff. I mean, it's been a while. I know it's it's understandable, but come on. It's uh, uh yeah. His his bass playing is obviously like huge on those first three albums because he does like bass solos, doesn't he as well? So essentially, Guess I never like, knew they were bass solos because they're so like distorted. Like the oh, Boom the Bell Toll shit. Thought it was I a guitar. just thought it was a yeah, I thought it was a mad sounding guitar. Yeah. Anyway, we can't go backwards, we have to go forwards. Sure. Um I'm just figuring out if it was in a warehouse, just so everyone knows that you're a liar or if you're true. True. Um Okay. It doesn't say anything, I'm not gonna read all this shit, but it was done in Copenhagen, Denmark. Right. So and he, you know, same old shit, same old shit, same drums. Oh, they borrowed a Black Beauty snare drum. I did not know it was a Black Beauty. I also have a Black Beauty. So they borrow, I thought, so the Terminator, is that the name of that drum? But that's not the Black Beauty. That Terminator is the Black Album, the Bell Brass. Oh, right, is that but the... The Black Beauty is the Ludwig... I oh, didn't yeah. know that they used that on Master of Puppets. They borrowed it from Rick Allen from Def Leppard. Legend. Cheers, mate. So I own two drums that are just just for Metallica, basically. Yeah. No wonder I, no wonder I sound so fucking good, Josh. Exactly. Jesus. Um, well, I've learned something today. I feel like I've learned a lot. I mean, I could have just gone and uh, gone on Wikipedia and not done a whole podcast about it, but I still have learned. Good. How did how did Cliff Burton die, Josh? Do you um, know, do you know? Yeah. Do you know the ins and outs because I don't know. I just know yeah, he no, died. I, he. Uh, I, I actually got a really good book called Back to the Front, which I don't know if it's official. I feel like it is, but uh, and it sort of details like Master of Puppets era and like or leading up to then. So it's got like that. I think a lot of the, I haven't finished reading it yet, but a lot of it keeps going back to like what's happening on that night. But they're essentially. Uh, on tour I think they're driving through Denmark actually on tour like uh, yeah and then I yeah I think the bus like skidded on or apparently the driver claimed that the bus skidded on black ice I feel like maybe people weren't sure if he was like lying about that or maybe I've remembered that wrong but either way the, the bus like crashed I think went onto its side and he I think came like got thrown out of his bunk and the bus sort of like fell on him I think oh no the worst nightmare everyone's and, worst nightmare yeah and like and like Kirk was saying how he uh, they were like pulling cards or whatever to like see who gets like the good bunk or whatever that night uh, so like and like he, I think like Cliff wasn't normally sleeping in that one or something like that and then just so happened that the night that they did that he died yeah Fuck, there's always something like that, isn't there? Oi, have you heard the rumour? Oh, who is it that said this? I'm, I don't know why I'm going to say this, because I don't want to pour fuel on the flame of the rumour. But isn't there... I'm going to do it anyway. Isn't there a rumour that they were going to kick Lars out before this happened, and then obviously Cliff died, so they couldn't lose two original members? Um, I'm asking you, like, you know this, but I'm just asking no, if you've heard that. I've heard that. I heard, I've heard it, like, I think I heard it more, like, recently over the last few years, or maybe it was just, like, some clickbait headline, but I don't have a clue. I feel like, I want to say it's in Scott Ian's book. Yeah, could be. But, yeah, I I feel like there was also, like, the rumour also included, like, who they were going to ask. But I can't remember. Who were they? Yeah, yeah, fuck off. Of course you can. Who no, are they genuinely, I really oh, of can't. Of course you can. No, I, I... You're just being all fucking on the fence because you're a, 
guitarist that loves Metallica and you want to tour with Metallica? <laughs> no, I genuinely don't know. I I can't think of anyone else. But I I know how I'd who was a ra- who was good in 1986 though. Uh, Gene Hoagland was... in uh, Justice for All with Gene Hoagland. Yeah, it would be insane. Yeah, I assume like Dark Angel were already a thing then. But then again, imagine the Black Album with Gene Hoagland. <laughs> <laughs> be fucking like, be like Just two three uh, rides. Yeah, three rides in Enter Sandman. Exit, like... It'd be fun. I'd, I'd love it. I don't know how Blast going... Beats would sound with that snare, but... Uh, oh, right. Fuck me, yeah, imagine that. Yeah. I'd like to hear it. Um, we're going to move on to Unjustice for All. Oh, God, yeah. And here's what we're going to do, right? We're going to do Unjustice for All, and we're going to talk briefly about the Black Album, and then we're going to talk about some kind of monster, Saint Anger... And then we'll probably just end it because my Metallica ends at St. Anger. Honestly, gen- genuinely, this isn't like, oh, you know, bit saying nice things about Metallica, but the new album, if if some of those songs were on like their first three albums or first four albums, they'd be absolute classics. There's, Don't there's- get me wrong, I agree, because I someone had it on in the van and I was like, who is this band that wants to be Ride the Lightning Metallica? And they were like, oh, it's Metallica. I was like, oh, sick. Um, but I'm just thinking of time, Josh. Sure, okay. I'm thinking St. Anger's an entertaining place to end. Okay. Um, <laughs> in uh, fact, do we even need to just talk about every album? Because fucking And Justice for All is just the best. And if you don't, if you think you don't like Metallica, listen to And Justice for All. Yeah, I mean, because it's Blackened. fucking clever. Blackened is like my favourite Metallic song. And like that's so intro. heavy, so technical. Here's a funny thing for you to check out. Because you know the intro guitars to black and it's like that creeping like yeah the guitars are backwards. If you go on YouTube, I think you can find like or you could do it yourself. If you have like Pro Tools or whatever. But how they sounded reversed, like actually how they're played, and like the chord progression is just like yeah whatever. But when you hear it backwards, it's like oh my god, that's like the coolest chord progression. Um, did you did you steal it? Uh, no, actually, I, I just really. <laughs> Just wondering because I that. would steal it. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's fine. You're you're allowed to steal it. Do, do me a favor and steal it. Um, so I was, of course, famously the the really fast, the only bit of really fast double bass really is on and Justice Dyer's Eve. And it's the only real. F- There's the after the first chord. Yeah, it's sick. And fucking, I guess one, when you're a kid, one is fast. Yeah. If you're a kid or you're a 60-year-old man, and like, then that bit is fast. And not edited. I mean, I assume like the take, the takes would be like comped. So it's like maybe like they could, they used to be like comp takes on tape, I guess. Like, you know, get out a razor blade and like stick this verse to that chorus and that kind of thing. But I don't think they could get in and like edit the kicks separately to the all that sort of shit that you can do now on Pro Tools so like that's some tight playing the kicks are yeah. like super tight and it sounds okay. sick so um, um so, someone told me because fucking all the drumming on those three albums is incredible yeah um but someone told me the other day that Lars didn't touch a drum set in between from the end of record, uh, the end of touring and justice, to the beginning of the black album, that he didn't touch a drum kit once. Yeah, maybe and that. That's I can't remember who told me that, and it was it's like someone said that's when he arguably got worse at the drums. But I think they just went a little bit more rock then, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, just no. I I don't think like he was ever like a drummer that was like obsessed with being like super fast or technical. I think he was just like a fan of heavy music and just wanted to be in a. And cool then his band. band got massive. Yeah, like he was more concerned. I think it was just like he's more concerned about Metallica than his own playing or like the drumming in Metallica. He's an eighties Matt Matt Nichols from Bring Me. He'll be the first person to say that he doesn't really 
don't care doesn't about drums. Really, yeah, but he just cares about making music. Yeah, I mean, like, to, yeah, just because like you play that instrument in a band doesn't necessarily mean you have to like obsess over it. Which like, but yeah, but that I, I guess like people who like just want more from Lars. It's just like give him a break, mate. Have you heard what he's done? It's brilliant. And also, if you do like, they did Black Album, Load, Reload. And then is it St. Anger? Of course, yes. there's damage. Uh, there's garage fucking... Sure, that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. In, but in that's that's six years at least, probably eight years, of just playing rock drums. Yeah. Like, and I guess you would only practice the fast songs when you had to play them live. So you're naturally going to get a little bit rusty. Yeah. On your On your old shit. He's not doing terribly though. He's fucking sixty years old. Is he? he might even be older than that. Is he? If he's younger than that, I'm gonna. Then I'm gonna see. That's, he's fifty six. Fifty six. Is he? Yeah. Uh, the lion's share of sixty. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be able to play like I play now when I'm fifty six. I yeah, can I barely mean, play how I play now. Now. Yeah, drums in particular is like super physical. Oh, it's so annoying so, like, to be able to like keep that up yeah it's tough so fucking annoying how physical drumming is I'm just waiting for the day where I'm like just wake up and I'm like nope that can't happen yeah I remember like Nolly saying like Rudinger just like just get like annoyed just like oh this is like to be able to play all this stuff I've got to like essentially do a drum workout every day to be able to maintain it and he still does it every day yeah it's just like it's impressive. It's cool, but it's it's just it just goes to show like how much work you need to put in with drums versus like other instruments because of how especially double kick. It's mainly double kick. Sure. If you like, don't play it for a while. Your muscle memory just goes to shit. My theory is it because you're like you use your legs every day to do other shit like walking around or whatever. So your your leg muscles are adapting to just everyday life, so they don't really have. There's nothing in everyday life which simulates fucking double pedal. pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, generally using your arms is in like every day to make a fucking cup of tea is essentially the same thing that you do. Know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you know. I'm not using my ankles when I make a cup of tea. No, you're not, are you? No. God, I wish I was, Josh. Um, So, moving on. Black album. Right, black album. Yeah, I mean, I, Black Am was like, I, I guess I was exposed to that, one of the first ones. I don't know if I had a copy or just like knew the songs off it. I borrowed like S&M off someone as well. Classic riffs on there, you know. It's it's definitely a departure from like the stuff that me and you are obsessed with, like the really fast, thrashy stuff. But um, I'd, I'd say I listen to the Black Am more than I do Kill 'Em All. Definitely. When yeah. I was a kid, I fucking hated the Black Album, though, because it was not And Justice For All 2. Um, but now, I can appreciate it. And production more. is sick. That near enough holds up by today's standards. Near near enough. I mean, if you hear it in like a rock club or something, it still sounds bigger than a lot of stuff you hear. The drums are fucking crazy. Yeah. That's a bell brass. That's, that's the big dog. I think it's, the there are samples in there as well, though. Think like primitive no. triggering, yeah. No, I mean, like, if you think about all the old Scott Burns Morrison stuff, that's all triggered, and that was like 90s. Oh, like fucking uh, Arise. What did I listen to yeah. the other day that was like just crazy? Fucking Scream Bloody Gore, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fucking snare drum on that is like an eight, yeah, like an 80s album, yeah. I mean, I don't quote me on the back end, but I, I think there, I've heard that there are some samples in there. I mean, you've ruined yeah. my day. But I mean, with, with that. don't necessarily need samples when you're playing like slower rock beats. I'm sure he he was like beating the shit out of it like, when you see him tracking. Have you ever watched the Year in the Life? Yeah, I've watched it with you like 10 times. Yeah, probably. With yeah. you every single time. Yeah, that's probably me making you... I mean, not making you as good stuff, isn't it? But yeah. It's such a shame like how good that one is and then some kind of monster... 
I mean, fair. Yeah, it's it's. Uh... Stop being. I can hear you thinking. <laughs> How can I say this without making my favorite band not hate me? I Stop I, thinking. I'm not. I, I, I literally. I'm waiting for you to. I, you, I thought um, you were going to make like a comparison or something. Well, yeah, because a fucking what's it called? A year in the life. Is something like that. The, yeah. Is what is it? Is the end of the injustice touring and then the beginning of the, or is there a separate injustice DVD? I, no, I don't think it just starts with them in the studio doing the black album, and then there's some touring. And it's after just that. cool, and they're like cool guys, and they're having fun and partying and like not that you have to party but like just a general good vibe and then fucking some kind of monster is like just watching watching the sims but it's in a studio and you just put everyone you know in the sims where you can just like pause it and go into build mode and then like put one of the characters in a room with no windows and then just wait until they just shit themselves and then die that is what watching saint anger is like to me it's and, and I feel like you're going to say like wait for me to say something like really positive there but yeah it's it's uh I, I feel like I'd watch it more than I'd watch uh A Year in the Life just because there's more like tension <laughs> Josh like, I watched it I watch it at least twice a year yeah it's a, it is a good watch <laughs> I mean it blows my mind though I think I really don't really I just think Bob Rock's the problem <laughs> Yeah, and and Phil, whatever his name is. Oh fuck me! Uh, like when they're like trying to fire him, and he's like, "No, I don't think so." It's like, mate, you're getting paid like forty grand a month. Of course, you don't want to be fired. If anyone hasn't seen some kind of monster, it is the documentary on the filming or on the recording of Saint Anger, and Saint Anger is like, I, I would say, Saint Anger is like a piece of art in that it is the worst album by a big band. I think ever made and I don't blame the band for that I think I blame Bob Rock and have you seen the, the like have you seen that they're like the deleted scenes like obviously you must have but can you remember the the deleted scenes where Swiss Beats is doing some stuff with some of the music that they've played and he, who does he get to sing on is it Ja Rule or someone it's like oh yeah, I think it is we did it <laughs> That's a great Ja Rule impression. And they're like, um, yeah, Ja Rule's Yeah, it could on be it. like a Super Bowl song or something. Yeah, we did it. And, oh, uh, God. Yeah. Um, in that, I do actually, me and Tom from Stray talk about this quite a lot. Like, Kirk Hammett sticks to his guns when he's like, it's lame if we don't do solos because we're Metallica. That's what we do. Uh, but obviously there's no solos on it. But he does stick to his guns in in the documentary. That's the stick to your gun song. Um, if anyone hasn't watched some kind of monster, you should probably watch it because it's just like a car. It's car crash television. Um, I don't want to end on car crash of an album that is Saint Anger, but obviously as well, there is. Have you heard the mixed version of the song Some Kind of Monster? Mm, what do you mean mixed like remixed well there's a version version, there's a version on the single and it's like alternative mix and it's just been mixed so it actually sounds all right but i really do think the rest of the album was completely raw from the desk i mean the snare's mental isn't it it's like it's like they've instead of like finding the frequency where the ring's coming from and cutting it they've just gone nope Turn it up. They've boosted it. But that's what I'm saying. On, on, it's on Spotify. If you look for some kind of monster, the EP or whatever single. Right. Like, there's an alternative mix and they've just mixed it properly and it doesn't sound that bad. I think if the album was mixed better, it wouldn't have been quite the steaming pile of urine that it is. Stop being nice. Come on. You're not going to turn around and say St. Anger's actually good. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know if I've actually listened to it all. I've listened to it probably, honestly, ironically, I've probably listened to it more than Killer More. Else. I mean, you've got a St. Anger tattoo. I've got a St. Anger tattoo. Once on a drive, 
we figured out how long was left of the drive and how many times through a frantic we would need to listen to it to get the drive done. And it was about three and a half hours. Um, I thought you were going to say like that's like a unit like and you measure drives. How many St. Angers is it to Chicago? No, no, but it, it was, it was honestly, and I think it was like we only have to listen to frantic 136 times and then we'll be in Denver. Right. Um, so we did it. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah, it was and you sang that. Pun- you got it. That's yeah. Tom's special special move. That is. Um, you got any Jerry's final thoughts? I'm trying to keep these quite, you know, just short. Um, you got any Jerry's final thoughts on Metallica? Uh just you know the best band ever. Um, mental, how big they are. If you think about like blackened as a song like how fast and heavy it is and they're like one of the biggest best-selling bands of any genre in the world just like just will not happen again it's impressive um would robert been your choice for bassist if you you know out, in the, well, out of in, those people out of in out? some kind of monster they do the tryouts don't they would you have picked him? Or he's, like in a dream band scenario, would he's you one have of the, someone else? I think he's probably the best out of the, one of the best. Like, yeah, out of the people they, that is in some kind of monster trying out, from what I can remember. Although Pepper Keenan from Corrosion of Conformity would have been cool. Um, but who would I have got if I could have picked anyone? I don't know, it's just bass. <laughs> Whee! Um, yeah, I know, I don't know. Steve DiGiorio. Um, From there's well, imagine like a fretless, <laughs> fretless. Wow. Oh, didn't they get fucking Les Claypool in as yeah, well? Yeah, that rings a bell. I feel like yeah, he might. Have... Yeah, I don't know. That's fucking mental. For whom the bell? That would have been so odd. But I feel like um, I've heard I, that. I had one other thing to say, but I can't remember what it was. It was about Metallica, Josh, oh, yeah. but I can't, I can't remember. Fuck, what were we just talking about? Metallica for an hour. Bassists. Bassists. Some kind of monster. Oh, Newstead. We didn't, we didn't even go into Newstead. Thoughts oh, yeah. on Newstead? The yeah. man, not the band. <laughs> yeah, he was sick. Uh, sick undercut, you know, lots of windmilling. Very Looked enthusiastic. Sick. Yeah. Backing back in vocals was sick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what's yeah. he doing now? He's in Voivod, isn't he? Is that uh, I don't think he's still in them. I don't know. But yeah, he does his own band, I guess. Do do you think he got a do little bit of un- unfair unfair bullying because of obviously Cliff Burton, like it probably rubbed people up the wrong way um he probably did yeah i don't know i mean do you mean from the band directly yeah. or just i'm or just fans or just like just in general i mean i i, I have no idea like you don't know i mean the the, uh, the lack of bass on injustice like is like maybe a, a bit of a, <laughs> a bit too far isn't it imagine doing that though on purpose like, like ruining, ruining your record <laughs> Ruining your record just as a dig at someone. It's, I kind of respect it. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, no idea. I mean, he, he's never really... He's always said, like, oh, I wasn't that bad. It was always fine. And, like, you don't know, like, the ins and outs of it or, like, what went on in the band. But, like, he's always just been like, eh, whatever. Like, he was the new guy. I got hate. like... I don't think... He, he You never really hear him, like, kicking off or, like complaining about those guys so I don't know I thought he did yeah. when he when he quit I thought he had a big kick off anyway it doesn't oh, fucking maybe. matter we've no, done no. it we've done an hour fuck this Josh this yeah. is done it's been nice to not talk about the impending hell yeah yeah and like you know well don't say yeah like it wasn't nice no no it wasn't nice. when you say impending hell I was about to feel like oh are we not coming out the other side of it now but who knows? Yeah, for you that only does fucking two tours a year anyway because your band's so big. For me, it's like 2021. You probably won't tour until 2021 anyway. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, so that, hang on. Let's not end on the shit that I don't want to talk about. Okay. Let's end on 
Metallica are a very good band. Just hum some riffs for you. That's a nice. That but that was a nice ending because that's yeah. the end of that you song, to, isn't you it? Fade it out as well. Can like, you can you just do mic. that? Can you do that quite a lot? <laughs> and then we'll just literally. All right. See you later, guys. No. 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 Oh no! Do it so we can. I'll do like a weird reverb, and that'll be the end of the podcast. So just do it once. Once. Uh, can through. we not do the end of um? Like battery. Da, 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 da. Is that the end of battery? And then you go... Pfft, an explosion. Okay, 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 okay. We'll do that. Is that battery? Yeah. Da, da, yeah. Da, 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 da. 